and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 84, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Hello, Hallie. Hello, David. Hello, Kristen. Hello. And hello, listeners. Everything Everywhere All at Once is a 2022 American absurdist comedy drama film. Written and directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, who are collectively known as Daniels, <laughs> and produced by them and the Russo brothers, who I only know for having briefly been attached to a Magic the Gathering Netflix TV show, which I've been dreading the release of for like three years now. That's it, what you know the Russos from. That's it. <laughs> that's the one and only oh, thing. That's the one and only thing. That's the one and only thing you know the Russo brothers from. It's not like this magic movie. They were like, oh, Russo brothers of X fame. You don't, you don't I, know what the X I'm fame sure, is? I'm sure that that was mentioned at some point. But no, I no, I just know that they were briefly attached to it. Are no longer, and that does not <laughs> that does not bode well for this show. Anyways, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's. Don't worry about the Russo brothers. They're not attached. Not to going me. to. They sell closets. It's irrelevant. <laughs> they sell like a full closet. They say, "Hey, does your house not have space for one? We'll just fucking make one." No, when you buy those like whole closet sets. What are you talking about? <laughs> Nobody goes into a store like, I want to buy a closet. Unless they're buying like a wardrobe. I'm That's sure. different. That's no. a different thing. No. I want to buy closet. <laughs> I had to type in buy a closet system. But they do the thing. Okay, but a closet system is different than a closet. Synonymous. No. It's synonymous. No, it's it's synonymous. Like, ah! Like, Like when people have, like, their little closet systems in their little closets. (laughs) That's what the Russo brothers do. (laughs) Great. They built this one with their hands. Great. Uh, everything Everywhere All at Once Stal- stars Michelle Yeoh, Ki Kwan, Stephanie Shu, Jenny Slate, Harry Shum Jr., James Hong, and Jamie Lee Curtis. The Daniels began work on the project in 2010 and began filming in 2020. So, a lot of, lot of time put into this one. It was filmed on a 14 to $25 million budget and was a box office success grossing over $107 million worldwide. This makes it the highest grossing film put out by independent production and distribution company A24, who are also behind such films as Midsommar, Lady Bird, The Whale, and Uncut Gems, all of which I've heard of. Didn't we watch one? We watched Midsummer. Okay, I, I already mm-hmm. forgot what the first one was. <laughs> and I was like, I know we watched one of them. It's more than two things, it's pushed out, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I hear good things about Lady Bird. Have not mm-hmm. seen it. I've heard good things about all of those things. They also did um, Hereditary. No, we watched Hereditary. Which we watched. Yeah. Yes, but not for the podcast. Not for the podcast. We just we just watched it. Yeah. Critics were crazy about everything, everywhere, all at once, praising everything from its direction and screenplay to the performances to the costume design. It received eleven Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, and also swept the four major Guild Awards. 
which are the Directors Guild, Producers Guild, Screen Actors Guild, and the Writers Guild, becoming only the fifth film to ever do so after American Beauty, No Country for Old Men, Slumdog Millionaire, and Argo. So, yeah. I've seen two of those movies. Lots of awards. I've already forgotten most of the ones on the list. Rename them. <laughs> American Beauty. I've seen it. No Country for Old Men. No. Slumdog Millionaire. Yes. Argo. No. Okay, same number. Same number. Movies. Same. Okay, good, 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 good. I didn't want them to be the same movies. I, I haven't seen Argo, but I've seen the other three. I am the only one here who has seen Argo. Was it good? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> Great. I don't think it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in case it's been a while since you've seen it, Everything Everywhere All at Once is the story of Evelyn, a Chinese-American immigrant who, with her husband Waymond, runs a laundromat that is being audited by the IRS. Also, her father is coming over from China for a Lunar New Year party, and her, and her daughter, Joy, who is a lesbian, wants the family to accept her and her longtime girlfriend, Becky. But this is only one possibility for the life Evelyn could be living. There are infinite parallel universes in which, perhaps, Evelyn and Wayman never got married, or Evelyn never left China, or everyone has hot dogs for fingers. The first universe to make contact with other parallel universes, called the Alphaverse, has its own Waymond, who is on a search to find an Evelyn in another universe who can defeat Jobu Tupaki, the Alphaverse version of Joy, whose mind and morality were splintered by scientist Alpha Evelyn, pushing her to jump between universes. Will Evelyn learn how to verse jump as well and defeat Jobu? Or will everything be pushed into Jobu Tepaki's bagel, which has literally, literally everything on it? Some sentient rocks, a puppy weapon, and a whole lot of googly eyes. It's everything everywhere all at once. You didn't care for the puppy weapon. I did not care for the puppy weapon. I was upset by it. Yes, I figured Every you time be. she was like, oh, really? I was like, well, maybe you shouldn't be throwing your puppy around. Yeah. Yeah, it upset me. I was just glad, though, because, you know, while the dog was in the air, it cut to her being a chef, and I was like, do not harm this dog. So at least she just cut the leash. Yeah. I think I said at least she just cut the leash. At least she cut the leash. But, um, it was upsetting. I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Not the only upsetting thing in this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> I can never unsee him... Doing the chapstick and eating it. I hate it. <laughs> as, as a frequent chapstick user, one might say I'm an addict. It doesn't taste good when you accidentally put too much on and it gets in your mouth. I am not the only person to experience this. You don't have to be an addict. When you bite the stick off of the chapstick holder. No, I once had a pink grapefruit one that you had to be very careful with because it was very easy to put too much on. And when it got in your mouth, it just tasted like there was post-nasal drip at the back of your throat. It was really gross. So the idea that someone would just chew on it like a piece of gum yeah. really unsettled me. Yeah. But sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to jump between universes. I guess. Yeah. Let's do the personality quiz. Okay. The BuzzFeed quiz this week is which Evelyn from the various multiverses are you? 
Did you not take a picture of it? No, I did. I am oh, navigating it to my screenshots it's folder. Taking a really long Give me time. a freaking second. It's taking a really long it is time. this attitude that made me very happy to get Rock Evelyn. Rock Evelyn. Rock Evelyn. Revelin. Yes. Revelin. Because Rock, Rock Evelyn doesn't have to deal with shit. Uh, you are chill, thoughtful, and content. You don't mind being alone, and you're great at going with the flow. You are an outdoorsy type who loves to stop and smell the roses and take in your surroundings. I mostly just don't want to exist for a while. I just would <laughs> like to be a rock and just stare at the other rocks and a vibe. And that's what I want. There you go. Well, that's who you are. That's who I am. Outdoorsy. Because I'm a rock. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just a boulder. It's a rock. <laughs> you said outdoorsy like you don't believe Hallie's outdoorsy. Well, yeah, what was that about? How outdoorsy are you, Hallie? <laughs> um, like... Like scale of one to like ten. Like on the insidey scale of outdoorsy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like... I wasn't being accusatory. I just... He was. I like my porch. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good amount that's of an, outdoors. That's outdoors. Yeah. 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 I like being outdoors, but, like, I have some woods that I can, like, walk through and, like, not have to see anybody. Right. <laughs> and then I can come right back to my house. That's, that's about it. Yeah. 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 Who are you, Kristen? I'm Rock Evelyn. You're Rock Evelyn. I'm Rock Evelyn. I'm chill, thoughtful, and content. You don't <laughs> mind being alone, and you've got, or, and you're great at going with the flow. You're an outdoorsy type who loves to stop and smell the roses and take in your surroundings. And it's only when you stopped reading that I realized I did not click on the read more <laughs> So apparently neither did you because you also no, stopped. No, I did. The read more does it end in just a period. Does it just end at the yeah. surroundings? I have to navigate to my screenshots folder again. So hang Who on. Who decided this? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's good that I got the full thing, but I'm now upset. That's it. I know. That's it. Read Read more. Exactly read more. that amount. Technically, that I'm reading enough? less when I click I read more yes. because it's a period instead of the four dots that are here. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, I was content. David, what did you get? Who did you get? Who are you? Who are you? Okay. I got Donut Evelyn. Oh! You are someone who seeks the answers to big questions. You value truth and can be impatient for answers, but you are working hard to be more open-minded and accept other people's points of view. Look at you. Don't it, Evelyn. Not as good as being a rock. That's true. It is not as good. The rock is... The rock is great. Woo! I didn't want to be Evelyn at all. I wanted to be Waymond. So I was just... I saw that the quiz was, which Evelyn are you? And I wanted to flip the table. That's fair. Seems aggressive. Yeah. Evelyn, no! No! Yeah. Um, let's talk about seeing it for the first time. I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is great. It's like a top three film that we've watched, and it's easily a nine. Easily. Easily? It hits all the things that I want in a movie. It's sad, and it's funny, and it's sweet, and it's like pretty weird. It does... Thing after thing after thing that I've never seen before. There's like talking googly-eyed rocks and hot dog fingers and universe-destroying bagels. And it incorporates them into the film in like a really loving way. Like I've always been a sucker for kind of humanist science fiction. 
And when I write, I sometimes try and write it myself. We're like, despite the largeness of ideas of like the multiverse and traveling between parallel universes and like little headset things that'll like make you jump between stuff. Like the focus at its heart is the humans who live and love in those circumstances. Like, for instance, Hot Dog Fingers universe, super weird. A smidge of body horror, which I also appreciate in a movie. But like, the story of the Hot Dog Fingers universe isn't the grossness or the unsettling aspects, like for us in our universe, of having long and wiggly fingers. It's that Evelyn finds a loving partner in Deirdre, the IRS agent, who she eventually comes to accept into her life and helps her accept her daughter's homosexuality in the universe of the film's A story. And like, it's also well done and moving and strange, but like, it's absurdity and energy is a way to serve up this story and this lesson without making it feel preachy or trite in a way that like acceptance and finding love sometimes could be in a different movie. I don't know. That's that's where I am with the movie. I thought it was wonderful. Serious question. Yes. How is this not too full of action for you? You complain that things are too action-y. This had a good amount of action. How is this not too action-y for you? I think... So one of the things that I noticed, and I don't, I mentioned it to Hallie, is that this movie is like The Matrix, but good. <laughs> <laughs> the Matrix, but like with fun. <laughs> but fun, yeah. It's not dark and edgy Matrix. It's like fun. And like there are a lot of key touchstones to The Matrix. There's like the thing where like she gets shot at and turns them all into googly eyes and then like googly eyes is the back. And... There's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different, I was going to make a list and I forgot, but that was one that struck, there were at least like three or four times I was like, this is the Matrix. I, I think the movie having fun with itself and making fun of itself during the action sequences, like you get to see Waymond, who has been up to this point in the movie, just really goofy and lovable but like kind of a dork and then suddenly he's like taking out all these people at the irs office and stuff and like i don't know i know one of hallie's criticisms of the movie is that it was too long and i think that there definitely could have been some action sequences that could have been trimmed or cut but i don't know a little bit of a little bit of action is all right a little, little bit okay i there wasn't there were there were times like when we got to the movie is set up into three parts and it's like first part is everything second part is everywhere and third part is all at once when the thing came out it was like part two everywhere yeah, <laughs> i was like oh god we're only at part two yeah. it is there's so much that has been happening and it wasn't like this movie is so long it was just like we've packed a whole lot into this thing and, and that was just part one. And this was only part one. <laughs> There's so much more. Then when we got to part three, I was really worried that there were going to be three equal parts. And I was like, oh no. But the last part is only like five or ten minutes or yeah. so. So that was acceptable. If anything, I was watching because I, I was running out of time to finish it. And I was like, y'all aren't going to have time to put part three in here. But they yeah, did. They but did they it. did. They fit in. I originally was like... There are going to be five parts to this movie because the title is five words. Yeah. And then I remembered all at once it's just one thing. It's one concept. Yeah. And then I was happier. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyways, I liked it a lot. I would like to hear other people's thoughts. If either of you would like to go. Hallie, I know this wasn't your but favorite. I wanted to go. You can go. Kristen can go too. Kristen. I agree with you, David. Yes. Possibly for the first time like ever, you and I have a movie we're in agreement on and Hallie's the odd one out. Yes. Yeah. I don't like this. I I have never been the odd one out. Yeah, yeah. I don't I Not think even a single time. I think that's true. I think this is the one movie. <laughs> Literally Gosh. the first time. Um I don't think I'm gonna give it a nine. I might give it like an eight or an eight. No, oh, it deserves an eight. eight but eight, sure. I'm just a sucker for a cute little like of all the universes I could be in, I choose to be in this one with you. I also am a sucker for deeply heartbreaking scenes. So even though that one quote was everywhere after this movie came out, I kind of thought it might lose its its punch because it still punched me in the gut when I hadn't seen the movie. But when he said the like, so even though you have broken my heart yet again, I just want to say that in another life, I would have really liked just doing laundry and taxes with you. I cried. I was <laughs> like, he just would have liked. Yeah. And um, yeah. no, I just thought it was very like endearing and heartwarming. And I like that in order to jump universes, you just had to do something weird. Yeah. Um, and then whenever it comes to like parallel universes and all the lives you could be living it messes me up because I am deeply fond of it and heartbroken by it at the same time. It's it's a lot of feelings. It's very bittersweet to me because on the one hand, it's like, look, so many possibilities. But then, like, you can't usually just visit those. So it's, it's sad. Yeah. Um, Waymond... I love him so much and they kept being so mean oh, to him. So mean to and I was him. like, I'm going to reach into this movie and take this man out of here and go give him a grilled cheese. Like, he deserves so many good things and no one's being nice to him. My favorite part was when Evelyn was like, wait, I had another life and I have to tell you about how good it was without yeah. you in it. Like, she said that. Also, when she stabbed him, yeah. I, was, I was annoyed by that. And, and I was very proud of him for giving her the divorce papers. And I felt bad because then, you know, Deirdre has the comment, uh, like, it's unlovable women like us. Yep. Who, something rather, I don't remember what she says. But I'm like, I'm not saying you guys are unlovable. I'm saying that you're being difficult and Wayman <laughs> doesn't deserve this. She, did, she didn't let Wayman talk in the middle of conversations is the thing. No. It wasn't just like, a, a woman has agency. It was like she wasn't giving anybody else. And she kept being like, my silly husband is probably making things worse. And I was ready to cause some problems. So that's probably the biggest downside. I also really liked Jobu. I know she's technically evil, but I'm like, so what? So what if we're able to jump universes and she can do whatever she wants? Power to her. I'm not going to stop her. And she had that great jacket. I told them about the jacket at the end of the movie. With the bears. With the bears. It's a great jacket. Yeah. I want it. So yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, and I'm glad that it came around because I watched it in two bits. <laughs> and the first one, the first bit, I was not paying as much attention as I should have been. So I feared that I wouldn't like the movie. But I did. It was good. Great. Yeah. Hallie. I agree with everything everyone said. And yet... 
I don't like it that much. I cannot put it, I cannot put my finger on it. Except that I was really annoyed at the end because, because... Is it that they tried to tell you the secret to a meaningful life? No, it's not, it's not that. I thought I got like a little heavy handed, but only because they tried to do it so many times. Like, it felt like someone had a revelation and they made a step towards resolving the climax. And then somebody else had a revelation, and then that made another step towards the climax. And then it happened again and again and again and again until we happened like seven times. And I was like tired. This is this is a silly analogy, but it was it felt like a video game where the boss has like 70, 70 different phases, and it kills me. Persona games, love them, hate the endings because it takes forever to get through the climax that you have been patiently awaiting the whole game. Like, no, I've done the story. Give me the reward. I, I, I've, I've gone through it. I can't, I can't sit here for the staggering for that much longer. It just, it just kept happening. And, and I, and I should probably give this movie another chance because the thing is that when we watched it, mm -hmm. I had just been alerted to something I had to do the next day that I couldn't remember. And I was like, God, I have too many plans. This was time for me. Everything was happening all the time. And watching a movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once was maybe not the best when I was feeling overwhelmed with everything happening all at once. That's so, so it is very possible that my mindset completely ruined it. Um, and so I would like to give it another chance, not in the next, like not in the immediate future, but the next few months. I want to I give it another go yeah. and then see what my feelings are that time. And then another thing is just that like, I hate myself for not liking this movie because I realized this makes me not a fun person. Loved the verse jumping, loved the lore behind that, hated watching everything they did. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> want to cut it out of the script because like, no, we should be weird and we should be experimental and we should do things, like putting things that make someone uncomfortable on screen within obvious limitations is, is like a good artistic thing to do. I did not like watching her eat the frog and I did not like- um, I don't remember. Yeah, oh, there was like a tiny frog and she put it in her mouth and then she swallowed and I gagged. Oh, I saw her put something in her mouth. I didn't know it was, it was a frog. Was it a living frog? Yeah, it was a living frog. Oh, and she exciting. swallowed it whole. Okay, well, right, that's what happened. Like I'm not that. making the, Did I just hallucinate that? I didn't realize it was a living frog. I thought it was like a paperweight or something. Oh, maybe it was I a paperweight it, that looked like a frog? Okay, either way, it's, it's a little bit better. I was going to say, it was like in the office. I know what you're talking about. She mm. grabbed something. Okay, because yeah. I was thinking, looked, where did she get a frog? It, look, <laughs> like, it looked like a frog, okay. but I don't think it was an actual frog. Okay, that makes it a little bit better, but I'm still upset by it. I'm still unsettled. Okay. Hated the chapstick. Um, um, I love yeah. that the hot dog fi fingers universe was, like you said, about finding love, and like it, and like it was just a really silly, fun backdrop to it hated watching the hot dogs flop oh, around hated watching <laughs> deeply so this movie oh. did so many fun things that i just hated watching like so much and then like like rakakuni gets points rakakuni saved a lot Rakakuni's of it for me rakakuni was one of the best universes yeah. And I really did like the like how during the climax that lasted a million years we cut from like all the quote-unquote main universes like you saw like a thing happening in the Rakakuni universe to back up what was happening in the in the main universe and then you saw the thing in the hot dog universe and that was like cool I just like it was so much and I was so tired and I know it would defeat the purpose of the film but some things happening sometimes would have been <laughs> way more palatable for me I was just so tired and I couldn't keep up and 
the worst part is that like the like the I want to do laundry and taxes with you. Beautiful, wonderful line, wonderful right. message. Loved when they were rocks, just talking in fonts. Yeah. Yeah. How nice it was to just like sit and be there with each other. Loved it when the rock turned around and had googly eyes, and then she was just like chasing like I'm. There are no rules. Yeah, like it was funny, and I was like, oh, this is great. Like it's embracing the silliness and the whimsicality of life, but also like the humdrum magic of the day of the laundry and the taxes and I was like this is so great but I want it to be done <laughs> like this wasn't packaged this was this wasn't this wasn't like a personal pizza for me this was a very big pizza that took forever to finish and now I don't feel good after I finished it like I can a, see like what, a bagel pizza it's a bagel pizza yeah I can see what you're saying about the climax mm-hmm. just in the sense that like you know, she stabbed Waymond, which I will forever be upset about. <laughs> and then, you know, he has his whole thing about, like, we just, we, just, we need to be kind to yeah, each no, other. I loved that. And so we have that, and it's great. And then we have the devastating laundry and taxes line. And then we have her, like, you know, handling everything with, like, joy and whatnot. Yeah. Joy, the concept, not her daughter. Yes. Yes. And then her and... Joy slash Jobu had the whole thing, and the scene in the laundromat where she just like signs the papers and like breaks the window. Yeah. So like I get it. It went on for a while because also when she stabbed Waymond, and then he was doing his whole speech. I was like, ah, okay, climax. Yeah. And I think I paused it shortly after because someone called me, and I was like, oh, good amount left to go. Yeah. Good okay. amount left. So, and I, I get that, but I do, I don't know, I was just very charmed by how these people were fighting, and then she slammed the two people together, and then they were getting married, and then the guy had the perfume of, like, his deceased wife, yeah. and then, I don't remember what the other things were, but I was <laughs> like, this is cute and wholesome. <laughs> I did particularly love the, like, the, like, women being like, well, I do fight, it's just I fight with kindness, and then, like... How did you get the tax lady to to give us another week or whatever? And he's like, I just talked to her. Like it's, I loved yeah. that because I'm very I'm very small stakes. So I loved that Love like small the small stakes within a movie called Everything Everywhere All Once. Beautiful, wonderful dichotomy. I I just and he remembered it didn't land. the I cookies that Deirdre liked. Yeah, he's such cookie. a good and person. She was, she was like the tax woman audits us and he makes her cookies and it's like I. And the thing was, the thing was, I was so actually interested in, like, their humdrum daily life that I was like, I would watch this movie as, like, a regular movie that was 90 minutes of Chinese-American woman struggling with her business and her marriage. That sounds without this. depressing. I know. This is fun. That's why I hate myself. You understand <laughs> this. That's, I, I don't like that I have these opinions. Yeah. But this is where we're at. Wonderful movie. Eight, eight and a half. I, I, I can't watch it again for a while that's fair yeah i don't know i think in in defense of the weirdness i think it it takes that that movie that you would want to watch mm-hmm. with you know somebody struggling with their marriage and their business and everything but all of the things that it adds they're just like it's like there's so many layers of metaphor and stuff like there's the bagel that jobu creates that's like mm-hmm nothing matters life is a pointless void it'll mm-hmm. suck you in and you'll just be nothing 
in the bagel. But then you've also got the googly eyes. Like, life is also silly and loving. And the googly eyes look kind of like a bagel. And they've both got, like, the the circular part and then the black hole in the middle. Okay. And, like... That's what Evelyn chooses to put on her forehead instead of yeah. the circle that all of Jobu's no, followers put on. chooses to do that instead of the bullet that was going at her head. Well, I would, but like... Also, she was a googly eye over a bullet. I mean, I know they were also stapling everybody had like yeah. Everybody had like the circles on their head, and she had her own circle, which was the just... googly eye from Waymond, who is like, what if we chose love instead of nihilism and emptiness? Because he's the best. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that I would also watch that movie. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> yeah, sad. You're I sad, know. depressing movie. Like sad I would really, movie. I would really like that. I'm sure it was like Shoplifters. Yeah. Except Shoplifters yeah. also had a lot of heart, but it was really depressing. I don't know. I liked the googly eyes and googly the eyes bagel and. I also I I like all of those things, but if you ask together, I'm like eh. Yeah. In this movie, it's like, do you like potatoes? Yeah. Do you like the celery, yeah. Would you like them in a soup? No. I would like those two things in a soup. Like a potato soup. Like all the ingredients for potato soup would be like, <laughs> I like these things separately. And then you give me potato soup that is everything everywhere all at once. And I'm like, it's not landing and I don't know why. Okay. I know that you don't like celery. You don't have to give me that face anytime I mention celery. Potato soup was just the first thing I thought of and I don't know why. Stop Does celery go in potato soup? Yeah. It does. It does. See, I force my family to never have celery, <laughs> so I don't know what it's really included in. Because my mom once was like, I'm going to make potato soup, but I'm like, could you please just run to the grocery store to get some celery? And I was like, are you sure you can't make potato soup without it? And she was like, no. <laughs> it completely changes everything. And I was like, okay. So I had to go to get the celery. Yeah. And that's why it's a big part of potato soup. Yeah. No potato soup. Should we? Miss out. That's a good segue into another kind of love in the movie, which is the parent-child love mm-hmm. between Evelyn and Joy, mm-hmm. which is like its own complicated thing and something that like Jobu slash Joy is like traveling the multiverse to find, yeah. like an Evelyn who won't push her past her breaking point, and an Evelyn who will show her life isn't just meaningless. And, like, which this Evelyn is finally able to figure out how to give her and keep her from sinking into the black hole that she's created. So good. No, it is. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm the annoying person who's yeah. like, I'm more in it for romantic things. <laughs> Familial relationships are, like, fine, I guess. I did like the little heart-to-heart, and I yeah. like that they had the moment where... What is the main character's name? Evelyn? Yeah. Evelyn. We've been saying it a million times and suddenly my brain just forgot. Okay. Where Evelyn, you know, seems like she's gonna let go mm-hmm. of Joy slash Jobu. And then she's like, no, wait. And then it brought it back to the thing I really like, which is like, of all the places, I choose to be here with you, even when it's difficult and hard and bad. Um, so I thought that was good. And... I just liked their very endearing, not endearing, but very, like, truthful heart-to-heart. Like, just mm-hmm. crying in the parking lot because that's sometimes like, how it goes. And yeah. how it goes. I don't know. I liked that, you know, 
she was like, yeah, why would I be anywhere else? Or why would I be here when I could be anywhere else? But like, still, in spite of that, I choose to be here with you because she loves her daughter, which is very nice. Mm -hmm. um, I wish she didn't have to go through all of this to accept her daughter being a lesbian. So that, I don't know, Evelyn in general, I didn't dislike her, but like people were talking to her and she never listened and she was always doing something else and it really stressed me out. So I don't know. She's had a hard life. She's so a I, I, I think complicated person. She is. So I think part of why I like the scene is that she was finally listening to someone. And like responding to a conversation. Yeah. yeah. And like engaging and not just like steamrolling over everything. So I did think that was nice. Yeah. She does have kind of like an aggressive stance towards the world. She does. But that's understandable. It's understandable, but I can also be frustrated by it. Yeah. And I was. And it's good that she has Waymond in her life. Because mm -hmm. Waymond is the best. Is it good? Because she takes him for granted and then he deserves better things. I was very proud of him for giving her the divorce papers. Yeah. <laughs> and then, again, the mean part of me... I, I do hope that, like, they work through the problems in their marriage, but, like, when they were still together at the end... I was like, I don't know. Maybe it's healthiest if you guys just. I think you're right. Maybe after their adventure, they deserve some time to settle back in before thinking about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Evelyn did come away learning something. Right? She came away so. learning something. I'm not saying people can't mm -hmm. grow and that it wouldn't have worked. It just she stabbed him. And did the whole, like, here's why my life would be so much better without you. So pardon me if I'm not enthused about the fact that they ended up together. Haven't you ever wanted to stab a loved one and tell them all the ways your life would be better if they weren't in it? No. Okay. I have not. So I am slightly bitter about that part. That's fair. And I, d ugh, I don't want it to seem like I dislike Evelyn or dislike complicated characters because they're interesting and engaging and I like the journey she goes through. I just think her and Waymond are not well suited for each other. So was her dad. Yeah, but her dad was a jerk and I'm not. It was just also such a huge part in the parent-child relationship. Her dad being a jerk and her having to... Go out of her. I'm sorry, it's a girl. Her having to go out of her way to make him happy with like my dad can't stand overcooked noodles or yeah. whatever it was, and I'm like, oh, I want to show my business is thriving even though it's not, and yeah. like I did that kind of, like it like she wasn't quite projecting onto joy in the sense that like she was holding joy to similar standards like that, but it mm -hmm. but it was very like you should be grateful that I don't hold you to those standards, you know, instead of just existing as a parent and a child, which they were doing later. I did like the dynamic between her and her dad, because even though Evelyn and Joy clearly have, like, a stressful relationship, I like, you know, when the grandpa was going to shoot Joy, and she was like, yeah. um, no. And then she mentioned later, like, how could you let go of me? How could you do that? Why was it so easy for yeah, you? Yeah, why was it so easy for you? But that's because I'm a masochist and I like things that hurt. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, that was good. That was fun. And then he hugged at the end. He helped mm -hmm. pull Joe Boo back. And he seemed fine with Becky. So yeah, hopefully 
but I, I don't I thought that was good. Becky really put up with a lot. Good for Becky. They good a good for relationship. Becky. Yeah. Yeah. Really stood by her girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And I like when she was like, "What did he say?" Because you can tell she's clearly like, "This is a moment. Things are yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be respectful. It's very nice he's touching my hand. What's going on?" Yeah. 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 I liked Becky too. I wanted to see a little bit more of like alternate universe Beckys. Yeah. Mm. That would be nice. I bet they would be all cool. I'm sure they would be. Yeah. Yeah. So should we talk about the the big alternate universe person, Jobu Tupaki, who is also Joy? I thought Jobu Tupaki was so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I know she's supposed to be the villain, but also they probably said this and I just forgot because, again, I watched this in two parts. But, like, what was the problem? She Um, was just too powerful. Can't women have anything? (laughs) (laughs) Is that literally, like, was she doing bad things? Like, people were trying to stop her, but, like, what was she doing that they were trying to stop? Something she was doing was interfering with the universe's things, and it was pulling them all towards the bagel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, like... Okay. Well, then, like, that makes more sense. Yeah. She had created this... It's not quite a black hole, but it's sort of like a black hole that was going to destroy everything if... And she, okay. they, she, she like has sort of a, not a great moral compass. <laughs> and I think was just going around killing people. But I really like characters who play for their own team. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's something really interesting about them. So I like too that she just had this mastery and was, okay. So she had the negative view of like nothing matters. But I think sometimes nothing matters can also be like a positive thing because like, I don't know, if you do something bad, you're like, grand scheme of the universe, didn't matter. It's fine. They, like, right after Jobu said something to that effect in like the whole climax section, Mm -hmm. someone repeated it with like, nothing matters. And I think it was Evelyn before she just was like, I can't remember break this window. But someone did say, yeah, "Yeah, nothing matters. Yeah, so it was like they were turning it on its head, which I appreciated. And so it, it seemed like, you know... She had she had everything in front of her to be like, nothing matters, turn that more positively. And then I just have all this power and instead I can see it as a way to like bring all the universes together and whatnot. But I don't know. I thought she was cool. She had good fashion. She was really interesting. I didn't quite know what she wanted. So <laughs> every time like, she was I'll there, I was you. like, what are you here for? I'm paying, paying attention. Um, yeah. I thought she was fun. Because she was also hunt, hunting down, quote-unquote, Evelyn's, wasn't mm-hmm. she? Like, Yeah, she was hunting down Evelyn's, and then, like Evelyn she, said, she's like, you found me, but, like, why, why, what, what? <laughs> and she's like, sit on the couch with me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I would. <laughs> I want a mom. And clearly just a little hurt person acting out. Yeah. Need someone to chase after them as a rock with googly eyes yeah and like the parallels between joy and jobu were like in jobu's universe she got that way because evelyn pushed her too hard Mm -hmm. and was like too harsh on her and now she doesn't think anything matters which is something that it does it's not quite how joy feels but like she's also pretty clearly not having a great time 
in in our universe so yeah i don't know i can see how it's more so nothing matters when it comes to her mom just because it seems like everything she does she kept trying to ask her mom if becky could come to the party up yeah and kept not getting an answer and i'm like yeah joy i would be stressed out too i see why you became jobu yeah yeah relatable not relatable but like i i see where you're coming from mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i don't know i thought jobu was really fun and interesting and i support her great yeah yeah i guess we could talk about deirdre the irs agent slash partner to evelyn in the <laughs> hot dog universe i really appreciated it she was a much bigger character than i expected her to be yeah i thought like, oh we're gonna have the irs scene she's gonna be kind of like the stand-in villain Mm -hmm. of of the mundane universe and then like we will maybe see her at the end when things are yeah. more resolved than they were no she was she was pretty <laughs> present through the yeah. whole movie good for her yeah and like there's like donut deirdre who's yeah like yeah there's a trying, donut universe there apparently is yeah trying yeah. to fight with evelyn and yeah yeah i i i I, I, mm, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, agree to disagree. <laughs> I, no, it's, Deeply I think unsettling. it would be better if they were shorter, but they were just so <laughs> They were so long, and they just flopped. Oh my god. And like, it wouldn't even, like, if they just like, were going about their day doing silly things with their hot dog fingers, that would be one thing. But then like, they kept biting each other's hot dog fingers. And, and they kept like... Just like waving their hands. Yeah. In front. I was like, I don't know what it means, and I'm like, settled by it. <laughs> like, like a caressing fashion. I was like, no, please do some like Swedish chef muppetry. That's what I want from hot dog fingers. It I don't really want this. Distressed it really distressed me. It unsettled me in ways I can't fully explain. And like, I appreciated the weirdness because overall, kind of a weird, fun movie. And yeah. I like that they gave us a weird universe. Right. Like, I. Yeah. Like, I that's why I hate that I was like, Ugh, I don't like all this weird stuff. Because I was like, no, we should, we should, we should experiment and have fun and play fun with weird. and be weird. But like, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like the weird, I except loved, for Bakakuni. I loved the the different movies and things that got referenced in the hot dog universe, where you had. I think it was the King and I where they were oh, watching yeah, the thing before, the but suddenly, yeah, but suddenly it was like King and I, but everyone's got hot dogs. Yeah, like it was like literally and then the same. When Alpha Waymond is like, she's jumped to a universe where everyone has hot dogs for fingers, like that's. And then there's like the the scene from like 2001: A Space Odyssey with the monkeys, and there's a hot dog fingered um, monkey yeah. that kills the other monkey. It's like that's the the break in the evolutionary path. That's it. <laughs> that that's it. The, the hot dog fingered apes have won. It's fun, but you're telling me you enjoyed seeing them? It was so weird. It was great. No, I I mean, obviously unsettling, but I do have sort of a higher tolerance for body horror things. And. This is. I, I was going to say it's not body horror, but I'm it, like, it is. <laughs> it it's really just, is. I. Yeah. Ah! No, I, I, the yeah. idea that I can't bend my fingers stresses me out. 
I'm such a classic case, though, of, like, the moment something movement-wise is denied to me, I have to do it. Yep. So that's why sitting in the back of a car is terrible, because I'm like, I can't stretch my legs, which I don't <laughs> need stuck. to do at the moment. It's just that it's been denied. Yep. So when they couldn't bend their fingers, I I think I, like, sat there and was, like, making fists with my <laughs> hands, like, thank God this is still here. Yeah. I do not want hot dog fingers. Yeah. I didn't, like... Like the the actress Michelle Gale is it? She Michelle, I don't know how to say that. Yeah. Yo. yo yo um um when she first jumped to that universe and you didn't know it was hot dogs or anything she was just like doing this like props to her she was doing a wonderful job but that yeah. was also like like when you see a medical thing in a show and then suddenly you're like oh god I'm having the heart attack that's happening in the show I was like <laughs> like holding my hands like this is too good I don't yeah. like it yeah. No, I thought it was, I thought it was excellent. And then, like, she learns how to use her feet in funky ways. Which, yeah, like, like, also that's fun. Like, thought... I liked, I liked how, it wasn't just, like, here's a weird thing where we've got hot dogs. Like, it, there was a whole love story in that universe. And, like, whole, like, thinking about, well, if, you're ho- if your fingers are hot dogs, like, you've got to use your toes to play the piano. You'll and, be like, really good with your feet. And, and you'll use your feet to, like caress your loved one's face. Yeah, like wonderful like that. message. Like, like, well, there are good things even in weird universes like that. Yeah. Just you don't think of it. And like... But yeah. any, any and time, yet... Anytime they did something with their foot, I was just like, that would have cramped my foot so badly. <laughs> I've been to like stress it in that <laughs> position for so long. So I'm like, it's, it's a lose with the fingers. It's a lose with the foot cramps. Also, no one... No one touch me with your feet. I don't want that. <laughs> As someone who gets regular, semi-regular toe cramps, they've gotten better over the past few years. I was so tense during that feet thing. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do any of this universe. I did like, like you said, though, that there was a love story. Mm-hmm. And then at the end... Because, you know, she's downloading like traits from all these different universes. And I think mm-hmm. that one, we're just like... Useless, pointless. You can't do anything with hot dogs for hand, but you become good with your feet. Mm-hmm. So I did like that it like contributed in that way. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't need to see hot dog fingers. <laughs> Downloading traits, another thing from the Matrix. I I saw it, but it was many many moons ago. Yeah, there was that. There was also like fighting the agents, where like everybody. Everybody like does their verse jumping, and suddenly mm-hmm. they've like become an agent that's fighting. There's a lot of lot of weird Matrix references. I, it's not a movie I expected would become a touchstone in this particular movie. Maybe and I know that I you don't like, like the Matrix. Well, here's the thing: I'm glad for it having the Matrix as a touchstone because the Matrix is a movie that should have been fun and should have had some joy in it, and also some personality. And at least this movie had those things. So it I'm does. like, yeah, you know, you you can use the Matrix. You can use the cool idea with the Matrix because you're not hitting me over the head with the philosophy of it all. Except in the climax where you continue to stagger philosophical realizations one on top of the other in staggering proximity to each other. But at least I didn't feel like I was being talked down to like I did in the Matrix. Did the Matrix make you feel talked down to? Or, or do was it the, the men people who talked good about the Matrix? I don't know how to separate them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh... We don't have to talk about the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it within the past, like, 
five years. And a lot of the action sequences still hold up. The camera work still kind of crazy. Again, I agree. Like, the thing yeah. is that I'm like, no, The Matrix has a place in, like, the film canon. It was an important film for all these reasons, and I hate it. Yeah, that's fair. Once on a plane, I started The Matrix 4 because, and I cannot stress this enough, I hate myself, and I don't like experiencing joy. So I watched The Matrix 4, and I was like, oh, they're having, they're having fun with this. This is Keanu. a lighter Matrix. Yeah, Keanu. Keanu is great. Cannot hate Keanu. Yeah, no. Cannot. cannot. Physically incapable. But, like, Keanu's having fun. And I was like, okay, so, like, this feels like a movie that men aren't going to explain to me. So at least there's that. Yeah. I just remember watching The Matrix and thinking that it would be better. Yeah. Because everyone <laughs> talked about it <laughs> all the time. Yeah, and, like... I think my mom loves The Matrix, but she loves Keanu. So yeah. it, I think just all that, I was like, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it and was like, I mean, good concept. It's interesting. Really, yeah. You were like, but that's... I have not watched it again or felt an urge to. That's what's become and a it's hallmark probably of modern been cinema. Like, at least like seven years. So yeah. yeah. You don't need to go back. It's okay. No. Yeah. Don't have to. You have this movie now. I have this movie. Also, the Matrix has a weird green lighting. I don't want that. Yeah. It does have that. Ooh. It's very, it's very edgy. Yeah, that makes it um, more serious. And then zero bear coats. No. They do have no, no bear, bear coats, coats in that movie. No colorful bear coats. I would like it far more if there were bear coats. But then that would ruin the threateningness of Mr. Smith. I don't know. If someone came up to me with like a knife wearing a bear coat, I'd still be threatened. I don't think Mr. Smith has a knife. He doesn't have um, anything. He's just a guy. I, he does like have this. the one good line, the depressing one about how humans are a virus, but I like that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, is there anything else that we should jump into? Um, I talked about how much I enjoyed Waymond, but I could, we didn't like talk about him as a character that's true no. he's i don't know what else there is to say <laughs> Wait, I, he's such a good noodle um um before we jump to Wavend, we were we were talking about deirdre and then we weren't talking that's about true. Deirdre. That's true. Sorry, but deirdre. i would like to right, shout out to deirdre for not only being a bigger character than i thought but like also big bad mean irs agent nobody likes the irs and like you think like oh she's really mean to this poor immigrant family who's like really struggling but I, she's pretty chill, actually, at the end. Like, like she's she's a little bit aggressive during the meeting. But she also clearly, like, isn't doing it so that she can take away this family's possessions. Mm-hmm. She's just like, this is my job. I can read the receipts. Like, you got to work on this. She gives them the extra day after Waymond is just really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then even when she comes to the... I mean, like, Evelyn punched her in the face. And then she came to the laundromat. And then Waymond talked to her again. And still, she was like... You okay, you week. can take, you can get another week. Yeah, like, and then yeah. she and Evelyn sat outside and had a nice heart-to-heart, yeah. interposed with the hot dog loving, and, like, yeah. she had that line about the, like, men marry, like, women like us, yeah. who are bossy and bitchy and all this other stuff. Something and about them being hard to love. Hard and I like love. that Evelyn was like, no, and then gave her mm-hmm. a hug. Yeah. Which was super, super nice. But I was also like, Dear Joe Wood, you know, like, because... She's so very clearly, like, will state whatever needs to be stated 
she will she's kind of a hard ass she is very aggressive so like of course these things in a woman are bad and I don't know they just really humanized her and I just really liked that she was a huge part of the story yeah yeah in that universe as just the random IRS agent in addition to like the lover of Evelyn in the universe like I just I I'd watch a little spin-off about Deirdre she fascinated me I also, I did not recognize Jamie Lee. I also did not. I was too like, embarrassed to say it. The, 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 <laughs> and I, I, I feel dumb because it's just a wig and some glasses. You but pulled that. David. I we was both just pulled like, David. We were both like, like, Jamie Lee? Huh? And it's funny because I didn't know that she was in the movie. So I saw, um, the picture of her when Michelle Yeoh won a Golden Globe question mark. She won something and Jamie Lee Curtis looks like almost angry with how like violently she's cheering her on and like celebrating her success. I've seen that meme. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was like maybe they're pals IRL. Yeah. I didn't know that Jamie Lee Curtis was in the movie and then I saw her name on the box and I was like, oh, okay. But even then I kind of thought she'd play a smaller role. So I liked that we kept seeing her more and more. Yeah. yeah. And she yeah, she did have her back. little plot with, with uh, Evelyn in the, the bad universe. Um, because hot dog fingers. That's because hot dog fingers. Um, yeah, no, I liked her because, yeah, you can be kind of a stick in the mud, but still be a human at the yeah. end of the day. They didn't completely just, like, villainize her. Right, and it was nice to see that not happening to, like, an IRS agent. Because, again, nobody likes the IRS. David, have you but... seen The Incredibles? Did we watch that? We haven't watched it. We haven't watched it. it, but I don't... Have you seen it? I... Don't think so. Well, I was just thinking of how in The Incredibles, Bob works at an insurance company, mm-hmm. and his boss sucks. Oh, sucks And, like, bad. he yeah. sucks from the moment we see him. We see him later on. He sucks again. Mm-hmm. Like, bad person. And so I fully thought that this was just going to be another Incredibles insurance agent thing yeah. just with the IRS. Yeah, so it, it was a pleasant surprise that they're like, nah, she has a bit of a heart. She's a bit of heart, and like I mean, she cares about her job in a way that isn't taking away the rights of somebody else. Like that's like a comic, like incredible, yeah. comically villainous boss who's like, our policy covers them, but don't tell them that. But right. like, no, she's like, no, I will get you your tax deduction or whatever. It's just that your paperwork is wrong, and I and I like, yeah, she clearly is like yeah. you're claiming all of these as work expenses, right? Like, but like what what does this have to these do? These aren't anything? things I can read your life story and the receipts, and it's not good, and like. Like, I don't know. and then she was like, "Let me give him a chance." And even at the end, when she was like, "Okay, this is much better." So you listened, but you didn't really listen. And then yeah. she's going through, but it's clearly like she's helping. She's yeah, she's helping. She's, she's not, not just scolding like, and saying you did, you it, did it, wrong. it wrong again. So now mm-hmm. we're repossessing all your things. Yeah, she's she's helping, and she's on their side, and she that's is. just like so nice. And it I like to think nice. they become friends in that universe. Like she pops over for dinner on Sundays sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Does her does her laundry at the laundromat? Does her laundry at the laundromat? Yeah. I was also thinking, like, I don't know. You should just claim a karaoke machine at a laundromat as a business expense. Yeah. Why not make yeah. the laundromat fun? Yeah. yeah, you have to be there for a few hours. May as well. Fun All those that. things felt like a fundromat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I could see it. Okay, now we can go to Waymond. I love him. And the way Waymond. that he fights with kindness. Waymond. Because he's such a good boy. 
Everyone was just so mean. Oh, to him. so mean to him constantly. I admittedly in the beginning was like, God, Wayman, can't you do anything? I was kind of an Evelyn against him. And then I was no, like, from the mm. get go, he's he's like, I painted the ceiling, I did this, I'm like, do, he's like clearly carrying something, trying to help. And think, he's like, hey, do you have a moment? Would now be a good time to talk about this? So that's correct, but I was also like, okay, Evelyn asked about like, did you use the right paint? And she had all these follow up questions, and mm. I was like, God. Another man who doesn't listen. I was just primed. I've been in a bad mood. Was it for... his khaki pants? It might have been the khaki pants. <laughs> I didn't like the khaki pants that may have that may have unfairly prejudiced me against him as a man. He was just so endearing and then Joy and Becky came in and he was like, Hi Yeah, he was and so then Becky hugged him and he's like, Call me Wayman. Yeah. And I'm like, You are a ray of sunshine. And yeah. he deserves the world. And so I do like that he has this whole, like, I fight with kindness mm-hmm. and I look at the world in a positive way. I make cookies for the IRS agent. Yeah. And and it seems like he does it, like, yeah, you want to get on their good side, but also as a, like, she likes them. And yeah. I'm trying to be nice for the sake of being nice. Right, I'm not just nice to get something. For the sake like, of, please go easy on us yeah. with our taxes. Um so, I don't know, he just is a good person. And I'm glad that they had a moment where they're like, he's a good noodle. But the entire movie, everyone was so mean to him. And I was getting so mad. Yeah. Some, some facts about some facts. Keith Wan, who plays Waymond. He got his start in The Goonies and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when he was a child. Oh my god, he's that kid? He's that He's kid. that kid? He's that kid. No that way. Kid. Yeah, because I think it was the Golden Globes that yeah. he won something and he mm-hmm. was up on stage and Steven Spielberg was there, who I think directed Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you, you gave me like my first big break. It's like because of you. And I was like, this is such a touching moment and I haven't seen everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen Indiana Jones. I don't know anything that's going on, but I just... I haven't seen the Goonies though, so when I asked that question on the quiz, I, seen I just, the Goonies, I just picked one. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen it in many years, but it was a favorite of mine in my I, childhood. Yeah, I know that it was a popular yeah. 80s kids movie. I, I just don't never saw it. it. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, maybe well, we'll put it on the list. Put it on the list. The Goonies. Anyways. I do not he, think uh, parts of it will have aged well, but put uh, it on oh, the list. Oh, probably not. Yeah. Nope. But he, uh, he did some stuff in the 80s and early 90s, and then his last film was in 2002 before taking a large break and basically coming back for this 20 years later good for him yeah and uh he did some other stuff he he's uh he was a fight choreographer for the x-men movie in 2000 nice really uh he's done some assistant directing stuff have you watched the 2000 x-men movie have you seen it? I think so. Okay. Yes, the Patrick Stewart. Yes, yeah. okay. I've seen that one. Okay. I have seen that one. I've seen that one probably a couple times, actually. Okay. I was going to say, if not, we should add it to the list, but never mind. That was probably the last X-Men movie that I've seen. <laughs> Logan was really good. I've heard Logan is Logan good. Logan was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that can go on the list as well. I probably, I think I liked X-Men too. I don't think I, I don't saw remember X-Men too. The problem is they focus a lot on Jean Grey. You don't like Jean? I don't mm. like Jean. Mm. And the thing is, I watched it again because I was like, I'm older now, and I'm able to better identify when I don't Internal like a character just because, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, no, still don't like him. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. He, uh... Yes, let's go. He's back. also one, like... God, there's a whole... There's a whole list. You can just... Just keep scrolling. Best supporting actor things that he's won for Good everything, for everything all at once. Look at all. Yeah. Look at oh all. Oh my this. god! Look so all many. All. They oh keep my going. God. They keep going. I didn't yeah. even know that there were like this many awards. Yeah, for this many awards. There's so many. Florida Film Critics Circle, Las Vegas Film Critics Society, Utah Film Critics Society. Is that one say pending? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Pending. There's. We're recording this before the Academy Awards. Oh, that's for the Academy Awards. Yeah. So we don't. We don't actually. I'm a ways away from the computers. Which I am very excited about because listen, I love having opinions, and so (laughs) sometimes when it comes to like the Best Picture nominees, I don't care about seeing the movies themselves. I like to. I I like when they announce a winner to be like, yes, I agree. This was a great movie, and I think it should have won. Or like. It wasn't bad, but this other movie to me was more poignant and whatnot. I like being annoying. Um, and so I was very pleased because now that I've seen this, I've seen three Best Picture nominees. Out of like nine or ten, they have so many this year. And see, I would probably just be like, give it to everything at once. I didn't personally like it, but I recognize it. And I would like... Of the three I've seen. I would like the people in the movie it. to be rewarded. Yeah. yeah. And I know it's, um, I also did want to see it because so many people have talked about it and it does have such buzz about all these Mm -hmm. things. And usually when there's a buzz around a big, like, Oscar-nominated movie, it's it's like depressing. It's always something that I'm like, It's always like World War II. It's World War II. (laughs) Men in the trenches. It's a biopic about a singer I don't care about. Um, which apparently that's pronounced biopic, not biopic. Something I guess that makes it makes more pick, sense, but, but I hate it. Yeah. Um, or it's just like old men at the end of their lives, or something right? like, like, like it's it. depressing. So I think it's actually very fun and cool that they have this weird movie where yeah. they're jumping through universes by like putting hand sanitizer in their eyes. I would like it too. And me. he just like reaches into the fish tank and grabs all the rocks yeah. and puts it in, in his fanny pack and then swings it. I would money to have that experience. <laughs> yeah, it's the low, low cost of fish tank rocks yeah, fish yeah. in a fanny pack. But like, <laughs> I, I want, so I just, I, I'm so glad that they have a weird movie in there and like a fun weird movie, not like the kind of, no offense David, but like sometimes you like artsy weird movies, holy motors that I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagining you going up to like the Oscar voter people being like for the low, low cost of fish tank rocks in a fanny pack. <laughs> you could make this you movie too. a winner. <laughs> and then they say, I would love to see it. Man. No, no. And then I pull one out that already has rocks in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep preparing. <laughs> Slide it across the table like someone slides a hundred dollar bill. Like, I think you'd better reconsider your. Your, your thoughts. Yeah, I was gonna say your offer, but I'm making the <laughs> offer. <laughs> I, uh, I'm looking at the uh, the list of things that are up for awards, and Top Gun Maverick is up mm-hmm. for yeah. best adapted screenplay and best picture. Yeah. But I know the guy that wrote the story for that. Really? He was, yeah. He was the husband of one of the people in my uh, cohort when I was in Austin for my MFA. You did mention that. That's very cool. Yeah. Yes. 
He, That's uh, one he of is up for ones. best adapted screenplay apparently, Good which for is kind of cool. It is kind of cool. I, uh, Just like a little cool. A little, little like cool. Kinda. That's yeah. another reason I was shocked that the Oscars picked it because Top Gun Maverick was fun. Right. I'm thrilled to see fun movies in the yeah. lineup for the like. I would like one of them to win just to expand the possibilities of yeah. what could right. be like. Hey, it doesn't have to be World War Two. Would you, you uh, would you yeah. care to place a no stakes wager on who's going to win Best Picture? I, I can read the list. All, yes, please yes. read the list. Okay, so it's All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. Avatar: The Way of Water. Okay. The Banshees of Inisherin. Mm-hmm. Elvis, mm-hmm. Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, mm-hmm. Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Oh, I've lied. I've only seen two of these. I mm-hmm. thought Black Panther was nominated. Well, we but, know the movie uh, called Women Talking is not going to get anywhere. Because women. Um, I'm going to give it to Everything Everywhere All at Once. However, if it's not that, it's going to be The Banshees of Inishirin. I want it to be everything everywhere all at once. I think it's going to be all quiet on the Western Front. Because it's war. I, the other, so of the movies that I know about on this list, and there's a few that I haven't heard of, the only other one that I've heard like a ton of buzz about is Tar. And I don't know that it would win Best Picture because it is, again, kind of an artsier film. Mm -hmm. But... I could see everything, everywhere, all at once winning. Yeah. I could also maybe see Avatar just because it's James Cameron and he does. Yeah. I mean, it, it made like a trillion dollars. It Not did. a literal trillion dollars, but, but like, like. I don't think even the Oscars are hack enough to give it to an Avatar movie. But I don't know. I have underestimated the Oscars many times before and overestimated them. Well, still never forgave the Academy for forcing animation into its own category in 1991. My my problem is that there are certain actors who are constantly being nominated for things, and I'm sick of it. Yeah. Because you can be very talented, but when they are nominated several years in a row for the big awards, I'm just kind of like, we get it. You're good at this. There are also other actors who are very good at this. And so, for that reason, I don't want Kate Blanchett to win. You know, <laughs> I hate The thing is, every time I think of this, it's only women who I can think of. <laughs> which is what's bad. But also, the guy who is in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, thank you. I was the only things I can think of are Silence of the Lambs and the Grinch movie. So (laughs) (laughs) one of those things is more recognizable than the other. But he's I feel like nominated a lot. I don't know. They're just people where I'm like, You're good, you're talented. I feel like every time a new movie comes out and Meryl Streep is in it, I'm like, I get it, you're a good actress. And then I watch the movie and I'm like, God damn, Meryl Streep is good. Give her the award. What I don't like, though, is that, like, they are good, but they'll play a role that has, like, 15 minutes of screen time. In, like, a two-hour movie. In, like, a two-hour movie and get nominated for this, even though the other supporting actors who had much more screen time than I thought did more impressive things. Um, I guess maybe you could make the argument that, like, in her 15 Mm -hmm. minutes, she made a real impact, but I, I don't... Uh, you bet, we better have some men to that list. 
Yeah. Just um, I'll, I'll think of some. Don't okay. worry. Okay. <laughs> I'm sick of mine, so. You can, uh, I can read the best action nominees. Yeah. yeah. Austin Butler for Elvis as Elvis. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inisherin. Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Paul Mescal for After Sun. I've not heard of After Sun. And Bill Nighy for Living. I've okay. also not heard of that one. I don't dislike Bill Nighy. I like him, but he seems to have the most experience. So sometimes for these awards, I'm just like, give it to the young ones because it would mean so much. Brendan isn't a young one, but I just want He had his big it. hiatus for a long time because yeah. he was going through some things. He was going through some things. So like, I wish him well. Austin Butler, I'm just like, it would be very funny to me if the kid from Zoe 101 won. <laughs> Which I'm sure <laughs> he's he went, thrilled he that I think of him as the kid from Zoe 101. He won something for Elvis. He already. did win something. Like, probably several somethings. Oh, yeah. He's got, he's got a list just like he's got uh, a list. I have not Keith seen Juan it. Did. But, like, to me, I'm just like, oh, he's from Zoe 101 and he dated Vanessa Hudgens. That's 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 that's, that's Austin Butler. That's gonna be the speech when he wins. He's yeah. gonna be like, gonna be like "Thank you, Vanessa Hudgens, who I'm not with anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer dating." Um, but so like those people are fine. Bill Nighy, I do like him, but he has had more time to accumulate awards. Yeah. Um, so I hope that someone fresher faced gets it. Mm. Who's in the um? Best actress? Animated category. Animated category. Uh, we have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, I have to watch this. I do too. Yeah. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. I hear it's great. Yeah. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. So good. I also hear it's great. The Sea Beast. And Turning Red. Oh, this is a good lineup. Those are are your five. Oh, this is a really good lineup. Who do you got, Howie? I haven't seen most of these, actually. Listen I don't know again, about the scene. so I can make a guess. Uh, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, mm-hmm. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. I'm going to have to Puss in Boots. Knowing absolutely nothing. Here's the thing. I was like, wow, there aren't a lot of Disney contenders. The only Disney is Turning Red. That means there's a chance for someone who isn't Disney. Um, my, my gut... Was gonna say Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I was gonna say that, and then I thought DreamWorks always carries some weight too. So oh like, yeah, so like so like, I think Pinocchio from an artsy perspective, I think you know, has a strong con- con- contender. Um, Puss in Boots, I think, has a strong contender because the judges of the animation category just vote for whatever their kids like which tends to be the DreamWorks or the Disney. DreamWorks 20% of the time, Disney 80%. The reason I do not think Disney has a strong contender this year is not because Turning Red is... Turning Red is wonderful, to be clear, but it's a female protagonist, and I think it's going to hurt its chances. Because coming of age. Coming of age female protagonist. I do not think the Oscars are going to take it seriously. Mm. They will take the puppet boy seriously. The and puppet the boy. The Puppet's Boy and the Cats. And the Cats. Gotta watch Pinocchio. Who are the best Who are the best actress? Yeah. And then also so, the supporting actor and actress nominees. Uh, best actress is Kate Blanchett in Tar. <laughs> Ana de Armas in Blonde as Marilyn Monroe. 
Andrea Riseborough in To Leslie as Leslie, Michelle Williams in The Fablements, and Michelle Yeoh as Evelyn. Okay. Those are those are the things. And I know they're being common to say Michelle Williams is another one of those women. <laughs> but it's only women. <laughs> it's only women. So there's a lot of a lot of frustration that I'm feeling. Who else did you want? Um, the supporting categories. Best, okay, so Best Supporting Actress. We've got Angela Bassett as Queen Ramonda in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Hong Chow in The Whale. Mm-hmm. Carrie Condon in The Banshees of Inisherin. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis. And Stephanie Sue, or Shu rather. Stephanie Shu in Everything Everywhere All I at Once. Stephanie Shu wins because, again, I really liked... Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Deirdre and Joy, both up for I'm glad they're supporting both actress. And like Jamie deserves it, but also so does the younger one who doesn't have a whole career under her belt. So perhaps, and again, she has, could take has, it. Has more time. Has more time. Yeah. And I just thought her crying in the parking lot was yeah. That's legit. That's I felt that. Yeah. Yeah. Best supporting actor are Brendan Gleeson in The Banshees of Inisherin. Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, Barry, I'm not going to get his last oh, name, him. in Banshees of Inisherin, yeah. and uh, Ki Kwan in Everything Everywhere All at Once okay. as Waymond. Okay. Waymond. Okay. Yeah. So, lots of... Um, hope, that that Barry hope. person has been having wonderful red carpet style. I am so happy that he's been bringing it because men never do. So if he shows up to the Oscars in a plain, ba- plain black suit, I'm gonna be like, "Congratulations, you look very nice." Um, what happened? <laughs> Leave. Kyo- Kyogan is his last name. Kyogan. Kyogan. K e o g h a n, which is, I guess, the Irish way of saying Kyogan. I just all this time thought it was Keegan, just like a weird Keegan. Um, he was in Dunkirk. That's Chad Harold. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so. Mark Rylance. So those are those are some Oscar some Oscar news. This is all okay. gonna be super boring because by the time this comes out, the Oscars will have happened yeah. and you'll all know You can laugh at us. You'll As all I'm know. like, it's Marcel the shell with shoes on and yeah. you'll be like, You fool. Yeah, yeah, in fact, the Oscars so. removes it from that category right before they say who the winner is. Marcel said something derogatory. He had to go. <laughs> Yeah, so that'll be March 12th. It is March 6th when we're uh, recording this. So, yeah, it'll be like a month and a half After. <laughs> afterwards. Awesome. All the you Oscars all, You all know, you done. won't have thought about the Oscars for a long time. We will know whether or not Barry wears something good on the red carpet. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, anyways, those are our Oscar predictions. Uh, I didn't have anything. I, I did one movies, year. But I think Kate Blanchett is going to win. Mm-hmm. I hope that Michelle Yeoh does, but I think Kate Blanchett probably will. One year at the local theater, I did the thing where you could predict the Oscars, and I got all seven right. 
Nice. And I was very proud of myself, and I did not win the prize of free movies for a year because all correct things were put into oh. an entry, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I did not get it. And then the year after that, I got six out of seven right, so I was feeling really good. Yeah. And then I did it last year when I didn't know anything about the movies, and I think I got two or three mm-hmm. right. Um, this year, I also don't know anything about anything, but I'm going to have some fun again anyway. And this is it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but also, sometimes I just do it for fun. Like, even yeah. if I'm not trying to win a prize, I'm like, let's see if I'm right. I love seeing if I'm right. I love being right. I love guessing and then having my hopes dashed against a rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's really fun when you don't know anything. So yep. you're just like, it better be Michael. <laughs> like, it's like more fun sometimes when you haven't seen the movies. No. Nominee for the Oscar. Like, like I don't know anything Benji's. about, I don't know anything about Michael. I don't know anything about his role, his acting <laughs> style, the movie he's no. in, but I put him down because I was hearing his name. Yeah. So there are no Michaels this year. That was just a name that sprung forth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I was making a face while I was reading this list because I didn't realize 2022 had another Batman movie, <laughs> which is up for three Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Okay, but uh, what was fun is that they were like, uh, Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman. I'm like, Edward's going to be Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not against it. Anything's better than Batfleck. Yeah. Uh, but I will, I will see it when I see it. And then they showed... The trailer for it, and he looked like an emo Batman, and I was like, "Oh yes, absolutely." That's what people want. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah! And it was good. It was too long, and it was visually a very dark movie. I saw it in theaters. You have to see it in a theater, or when you have no other lights on in your home, and it is pitch black because dark. Like I know that comic book movies like to do this. This was ridiculous. Yeah. I tell you. It would, I, it was too much. I also did like that it had the Riddler, because I really liked the Riddler, um, and he made really fun cards. And I know that like he's a villain, but I was like bright future ahead of him at Hallmark. Yeah. Should he leave yeah. villainy behind? Downside is at the very end, um, not a spoiler, because it's like a post credit scene that has nothing to do with like the events of the movie. They tease the Joker. And I'm yeah. like, stop it. I've had enough of Batman. Right. I'm sick of the Joker, god damn it. Why do I have 8 million Batman, 8 million Jokers, and no Poison Ivy? I'm going to rip <laughs> someone's <laughs> teeth out. Patriarchy at its finest. On that note, where is the penguin? Not a woman. I Not a penguin. the woman first, but penguin. Come Get, on. Like, lean into it. Give us I a know, weird right? penguin villain. Oh, like, actually, like, he technically is he in this? Do I don't you know. I haven't seen the Robert Pattinson one. But, like, the penguin's backstory is, like, floated into a zoo as a baby, somehow raised by penguins. Like, can we can we yeah. keep that? Like, I like yeah. they're going to edify it, even if it was on the Robert Pattinson, and I really just want a penguin man. Just a goofy, just a, just Who's a penguin. Who's fiercely loyal to his penguin family. Yeah. I really like, um, I really like Bane, mostly because in the animated series, he's so good. I just like yeah, it's Bainton, but it's spelled like Baintown, and yeah. so he's like, no, it's not, it's Bainton. I, I specifically told them, and then he wants to be in the League of Villains, and he's part of it. But they always <laughs> sit on a folding chair in the corner, and then someone <laughs> dies, and he's like, I can sit there now, and they're like, that's disrespectful. <laughs> so he can't. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I love him so much. He's the he, best. He's like the judge for someone's trial, and he's like, I will judge the trial fairly, taking into account evidence on both sides. And everyone's like, the sad thing is he actually needs it. <laughs> <laughs> and he has his prison, but it's like a prison. It's like really nice. It's like what prison should be. Bane so much. I also like Tom Harvey's Bane, who is not as good as animated Bane, but I love the weird voice. Yeah, and it's Tom Harvey's Bane. I do like the like. It will hurt you. <laughs> yeah. So it was a good. It wasn't thing. a bad Batman movie. Um, it's you don't have to watch it. Okay. Like probably, probably wasn't coming up. Just but. stick with Christopher Nolan's. Hate saying that, but yeah, stick with Christopher Nolan's. Or Lego Batman. Batman. Or Lego Batman, which is the better or Lego, Batman. Or Lego do Batman. Do not yeah. do Batfleck. If you watch Batfleck, have Lego Batman on hand as a palate <laughs> cleanser. <laughs> Hallie sent me the. It's not a trailer. What is it called? Teaser trailer? Teaser trailer. What? <laughs> the palate cleansers. <laughs> what is the matter with you? <sighs> the teaser trailer. Yes. Yes. Hallie sent me the teaser trailer so for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Uh-huh. It looks great. It does look great. I like everything about it. I liked Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> I liked the fact that... I, I liked the character design a lot and the animation style all pretty great. I like that it really leans into them being teenagers as opposed to just Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. They're all doing very teenager-y things. Um, they, they sound like teenagers. They act like I can send you what I sent David. Please do. Yeah. It looks great. I'm very excited for that. We'll have to add that to the list when it comes out. The thing with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is that I feel like I could really enjoy a good movie. Um, I just... I don't... You're going to have to, like, sit me down in front of it. Or if the trailer looks really good. But, like, if someone just pitches it to me, I'm not interested and i don't know why because like tmnt fun times fun times this one looks like it'll be very fun times okay. its animation is very reminiscent of spider-verse oh that's yes. fun mm-hmm. and you did say animation and i was like yeah mm, what kind like like it is like 3d animation but it's like spider-verse 3d okay. a lot of shadows a lot of texture that's me with the link that's also you. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, that blowing up our phones. Because one, either Phil or Chris Miller, one of them, like, retweeted the trailer with, like, oh, our head of production design, insert word I can't remember, was also the head of whatever on this movie. So everyone should watch it. And they sound like teens. And it's just like, oh, they're, like, acting stupid. <laughs> like, teenagers. This is great. They're, they're being like, kids. They're, They've got, like, it's like kids that you've given ninja weapons right? to. And they're, like running around like yeah. throwing ninja stars at a watermelon and you know yeah and, and they're like filming it and it's like okay this like like this isn't like when adults are like look at the kids with their tiktok it's like no this is a thing teenage boys would do yeah. who have ninja powers yeah yeah just great yeah so anyways 
That is neither here nor there because we are talking about everything everywhere all at once. Truesies, cut all that out. We're done talking about it. That was that was the end. Um, should we talk about it next time? Uh, would love to. Yes. All right. Do you meet. Meet. Janet. <laughs> a high school girl with a heart of gold and a whole lot of actual gold too. Janet is a millionaire TikTok model slash influencer who everyone wants to be and who no one at school really knows. Because deep down, Janet feels like a failure. Someone people like to look at, but no one wants to talk to. When she has a real earnest conversation about her favorite indie band, The National, with a boy from another school at a party, she thinks she's finally found the connection she's been after. But a scuffle breaks out as some jocks vie for her attention, and the boy leaves without giving Janet his number or even his name. Will Janet be able to track down the, her dream boy, or will, be she, or will she be set adrift on a sea of love? That's a national song. <laughs> That's right. Next week, we'll find out if Janet gets what a girl wants. That's the name of the film. Woo! Woo! I forgot this was what we were watching next, and I thought it was what I wanted to watch next. No, that's and afterwards. So I got very confused. That's afterwards. This isn't the plot. You did seem weirdly chipper when you were I like, know. do you remember what we're I watching I just forgot. Because I was like, you, I don't think you're against this movie, but I don't think you're as for it. I'm not against it. I am quite for it. I just thought that my movie would have made a really good segue after everything everywhere else. That's true. It, it, it would have made a good one, but... Mm-hmm. That's, That's not, not what a girl wants. Kristen, so, Kristen got in there. Yeah. What this girl wants <laughs> is what a girl wants. Yeah. So. Unsurprisingly, this was Kristen's pick, and I have not heard of it, but we'll see if it can outduff the duff. Um, <laughs> I do think that it says a lot about what you think about my taste in movies. That I was like, let's watch what a girl wants. And you're like, she's a TikTok star. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The, is that, is the, that not accurate? <laughs> it was riddled with like, girl stereotype. High school girl stereotype. Yeah. She's into the yeah, national. Me. Yeah. She's into the national. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Alright, well, anyway, that'll be for next time. This was Everything Everywhere All at Once. And until then, so long, Kristen. So long, David. Goodbye, Hallie. Fare thee well, David. And good night, listeners. Mm -hmm.